Come all you weary, come all you thirsty, come to the well that never runs dry. Drink of the water, come and thirst no more. Come all you sinners, come find his mercy, come to the table he will satisfy. Taste of his goodness, find what you're looking for. For God so loved the world that He gave us, His one and only Son to save us. Whoever believes in Him will live forever. Bring all your failures, bring your addictions, come lay them down at the foot of the cross. Jesus is waiting there open arms see his open arms for God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son to save us whoever believes in him will live forever the power of hell forever defeated now it is well I'm walking in freedom for God so loved, God so loved the world. Sing praise, sing praise for whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, praise Him for the wonders of His love. Praise God. His one and only Son to save us Whoever believes in Him Will live forever The power of hell Forever defeated Now it is well I'm walking in freedom For God so loved God so loved the Welcome to Bueller MB. So glad you're here to worship with us today. Before you sit down, why don't you find somebody you haven't talked to and say, Good morning. Hey.
Yeah. All right. Go ahead and have a seat. Again, good morning. Welcome to Bueller MB. My name's Kurt. This is Dustin. We're the pastors here. We're so glad to be able to worship, uh, to, to do that, whatever. Sorry, too many things in my brain. Uh, first of all, did you notice all the testosterone up here for the worship team? <laughs> hey, so we're, you know, why not? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, anyway, and uh, the coolest thing I want to mention today as we do our silly banter business, I know some of you are like, why does he do that? Just get used to it. It's only been three years. <laughs> Toffee coffee today. See, some of you are like, oh, I'm, I'm going to dump out my Starbucks and go. Anyway, so we have that later. Hey, how are you, Dustin? <laughs> I'm doing good. Did you guys I'm go on good. vacation this week for a couple of days? Yep, yep, just a little bit. How so was it, was, it was good. It was good. good. We got to go see a few things, and it was good to get a little bit away. Yes, indeed. And I understand you had an exciting yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we went to go uh, play in the alumni baseball game for the high school. And so, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sore. Yeah. It's going to be like that for a while. So, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. It's spring season. Baseball, softball, track, um, all the others, so it's always, it's always good. And it's a state secret on who won, so we don't know any Oh, yeah, right? that's what we were saying. <laughs> right, if, right, if the right. alumni's not winning, I don't know if we remember the score, so right, I, I don't right. remember what the score right. was. Good stuff, good stuff. That means spring sports are on their way and already practiced. Talked to my buddy Curtis. He's already been doing track and field practice and Willie and anyway, so go Bueller. <laughs> uh, I would just like to commiserate with all of you that had Kentucky going to your final four or more. <laughs> Me too. And if you want to talk about Baylor, that's a whole nother deal too. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, all right. I guess that's enough of that. So let's let them know what's coming up around here a little bit, Dustin. Yeah. So uh, just a few things that are coming up. Wednesday, we're starting back up kind of with our normal routine. So we'll have the Wednesday night, we'll have the fellowship meal. Uh, to kind of start it out, then there'll be jam uh, for all the little kids, the elementary kids, and then youth groups as well, and then prayer gathering. So those are some of the things that are coming up uh, on Wednesday. Um, next week is a little bit of a special week. Uh, we're going to have the Tabor College Choir come join us. Yes, we are. <laughs> I tell Dustin and those of you that have, uh, see how we've done this over the years now, it's like, why doesn't Kurt let him talk more? And why does he? I can't help it. Okay, next week, we're pretty excited. The Tabor Choir will be here to share with us in worship. That's really fun. But you know what we're also excited about, right? Thank you, everybody together. Potluck! <laughs> so look, we don't want to look bad in our Tabor slash MB community and not really have the best potluck ever for these students to brag, you know, hopefully brag on us, right? So look... I'm, I, I, I talked to the committee, Judy and Gib, thank you for your, you know, doing all this for us, setting it up, and I, I'm tempted to give you all assignments. Now, what are you bringing? No, that's not good. Bring this instead. But I won't do that because it wouldn't work, right? So just remember, we're going to have somewhere around 35 to 40 guests, and we want you all to stay, and we want you to bring stuff so we can have a great feast. Am I clear? Okay, thank you. Right, so next week, everybody will be welcome. Potluck, Tabor Choir should be a lot of fun. Was that all I was going to say about that? I think it is. Carry on. Yes. 
And so then in a couple weeks, on April the 2nd, I think this is in your bulletin, but uh, there's going to be a church work day. So the trustees are going to kind of have some jobs together, uh, come join us and work through the morning or however long it takes, but we'll have some things to uh, get ready. Uh, and so we can do that. And then the day after that, we're going to have the congregational meeting in the evening. So that'll be uh, coming up in a couple Sundays. Um, also, we want to have a little bit of an update from MCC, so I'm going to call Shelly Schrader up, and she's going to give us just a little bit of a report. Yeah, and let us know some stuff we can also help out with. Here, throw out that last one while she's coming. And then the last announcement we have, uh, if you want to give a gift to uh, the Wickert family, Brent and Cindy, they had just had a baby a couple weeks ago, Greta Jo, uh, there's a little pack and play set up out there. We can bless them with diapers or whatever you might feel like blessing them with. Yep. All right, Shell. Hey, welcome to the stage. Morning. It's the coolest place to be. It is. I feel tall. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. Tell us what's what with MCC. All right. Um, so as many of you have been doing, looking for information from Ukraine, um, I read an article by Linda Hare, the MCC director for Europe in the Middle East on the MCC website. And here's just three quotes she had that kind of struck me. Um, one was, many of our Ukrainian par partners are taking funds that would have been used for local projects and can't happen now. And they're buying food, medicine, blankets, mattresses, anything and everything that people need. So they're pivoting our partners who work for MCC and are trying to help the immediate needs in the area. She said, churches have, become, have been hubs for supply distribution and they also serve as places for comfort during times of trauma and stress. So our church families are reaching out to the people in need and trying to help out. Um, they talked about helping people who were, um, had disabilities or were physically ill. The churches are reaching out especially to them. Um, and finally, please pray for the people here. Mm -hmm. So one way we can contribute and help out um, for our MCC partners is we are having a coin offering. We call it the kids' coin offering, but one of my favorite traditions is adults are like sneaking coins to the kids to dump in the buckets. <laughs> when I came here, I was like, that is so cool. That is so remarkably generous and fun. And so kids be on the lookout. People are gonna try to put coins in your hands to, point it, to put in the bucket for them. If you can't find enough kids, come on up and put them in the bucket yourself. But this is one way we can help contribute. So that will be on April 3rd. Um, then for the relief sale, this is going to be April 8th and 9th. We're back to spring. Woohoo! Yay! And it's going to be mostly back to normal. <laughs> yeah. yep, yep, gotcha. Mostly back gotcha. to normal. Feeding of the multitude will still be putting yeah. food in the clam shells with the sausage and renica, but they will have tables that you can eat there inside together. They're also adding back in borscht and bornebrogi, for those of you who missed that. Old-time favorites like New Year's cookies, Kansas crafts, Quilter's whoop, whoop. Corner, yep, yep, yep. plants and things and t-shirts are going to be back. New favorites like the burritos, that came out last year for the first time are gonna go again. And for those of you who like to run for relief, they're doing that both in person and virtually. So yeah. if you want to challenge somebody in another state or another country to do the run for relief with you, you still can do that because that went over, so that was just way cool. Um, 
uh, the auctions for quilt, general auction, silent auction, kids auction, and surplus auction are all still happening. So to make this all a success, we do need volunteers. So you can go and sign up at kansas.mccsale.org. Um, if you go back to the, sheet, to the sheets, there's a QR code you can scan if you want to. We'll send it out also in an email on the connection. So if you want to sign up for volunteer opportunities, lots of options. If we're going to sit in the Sunflower building, someone needs to clear those tables. <laughs> Right. Funny how that works. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so you're welcome to join us in volunteering there. Also, this Saturday on March 26th in Hillsborough, we're going to be making 20,000 Veronica. Come on! And we like to eat them. Yeah. Um, my family will be there noon to four. So if you were, if you want to go and you're shy and you want to be with someone. Schraders will be there. You can come hang out with us. So they have jobs for all kinds of abilities. Um, if you can only sit and work, they have options for that. Um, and then also, our church was asked to supply 18 pies and 10 Swebach for the sale. So there's uh, a dozen Swebach. A dozen, sorry. A ten dozen. Ten dozen. <laughs> ten ten dozen, yeah, not ten total. Sorry. That would have been easy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Ten dozen, yeah. So the bags for those are in the back, and the baking goods people also said if you love making cinnamon rolls or other things, send those over as well. Awesome. And I think that's it. All right. Thank you, Shell. Um, yeah, so there's a table set up. You should see if there's anything you can do to help out for MCC and everything going on. All right? Everybody with us? Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, you think we forgot, but we didn't, so we are Bueller MB, and this is what we're about, and um, we've got a couple minutes today, if, uh, so this is our vision, our mission, and we have been talking about what it looks like to live it out. I'm wondering if anybody wants to share anything today, or if you have something on your heart you'd like to share with the crowd, with our church family, I would entertain that today. Is there anybody? I know, we're still getting used to this, I realize that, but I'll just make you all uncomfortable by walking down the aisle a little bit. Yeah, I got your number, kid. <laughs> I know, I know. All right. Well, uh, as we... Oh, there's a couple, I forgot. Uh, seriously, remember that this is the, what we've said is we want to take this time if there's something we can share... As a church family, this would be the time to do it. So, um, but I will, I'll, uh, I'll prompt you in a minute, buddy, just for the record. So hang on. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple of fun things I want to share with you. Actually, one of them's yours too. Did you and Serena just have your anniversary? 10 years for Doug and Serena. Congratulations. And yesterday, I hung out with uh, uh, the Gertsons and I ran to Tabor. We had a really fun sort of uh, workshop with Stephen Humber and and uh, Bob Davis and uh, Nasser was there. I had not met him. Fascinating fellow. And uh, who else? Carmen. Carmen Owen was there. So, But on the way, uh, we heard from our own Kendra last week. She was applying for this internship with this missions organization, for lack of a better term. And she has been accepted. <laughs> Congratulations. That's awesome. And uh, uh, I'm going to wait on that one like I said I was going to. So... You know, as we uh, approach worship, we know there's stuff going on for Shell to share about Ukraine. 
And what we have said is, you know, all these other places that haven't gotten all that much better. We mentioned Haiti, we could mention Afghanistan, the world is a mess. We just want to keep praying. Amen? Yeah. And uh, we know that even around in our own area here, so Doug, how are you? We're doing okay. You're doing okay. So, um, uh, yeah, so it's their anniversary, and they get to work on their, uh, you know, damaged house from the fires. That's all. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Okay, absolutely. So he said um, things are going well, uh, and we've talked before. So they've done the clean out, sheetrock's going up, and they'll be doing the remodel of the kitchen, take it as it comes. Yeah, all right. Now, we know uh, some of you have been asking, and you know that there are others in the area that, uh, you know, Doug and Serena were fortunate in some ways, you know, and it wasn't that way for everybody in our area. So we've, we've uh, Pip has stuff going, and uh, no, no, ad, no ad, that's not right. Is that right? Voad. Does that seem better? Okay, they're doing stuff. So we know that our community could really use a, a jolt, so we're trying to figure out our response to that. I'm going to tell you a secret. I think we have guests in the house today that could use your support because of the fires. And let you figure out who they are. Okay? But uh, we have guests in the house today and we need to support them as well. You with me, church? I'm sorry, are you with me, church? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, a lot going on. And uh, we are here gathered for worship. And that's why we're here. And uh, I'm going to let Dustin pray for us as we uh, tarry on that way. So I'm going to invite you to stand as he prays, and we're going to worship. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for uh, this morning. We thank you for the opportunity uh, to come and worship here. And as we were just kind of talking about in the world, in mm -hmm. Ukraine, and even locally, Lord, we just want to lift up all those in, in prayer. And so we lift that up. Uh, but we look forward to this morning and what you have for us. We pray that you can help us clear distractions in our minds or maybe even our hearts and just come and focus uh, on what you have for us. So we're mm -hmm. thankful for this morning, and we pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Your 
us in the song of your salvation and all your people sing along so remember your people remember your children remember your promise oh God your grace is enough your grace is enough your grace is enough for me yeah your grace is enough heaven reaches out to us your grace is enough Father, your grace is enough, Lord. Uh, Lord, there's a lot of stuff in the world today, um, here locally and all over the world. So we thank you, Father, that, uh, that your grace is enough. We thank you that you continue to give us grace and continue to forgive us, even though we don't necessarily deserve it. Thank you for that precious gift. Thank you for how great you are, Lord. Thank you for being such a great God. How great is our God. The splendor of the King, clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide. Trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Beginning and the end, beginning and the end. 
Godhead three in one. Father, Spirit, Son, the Lion and the Lamb, the Lion and the Lamb. How great is our God, sing with me. Where my heart 
our desire this morning to be overcome by your presence. Father, we give you this time. I pray that each one here, Lord, gives you their time. This is your time. This is your place, and these are your people. Father, speak to us through Kurt. Show us the way, Lord. May we listen and go out to the world for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, go ahead and have a seat, but I don't want to lose a moment here. So everybody have a seat. Let's grab this moment for a minute, just for a minute. We talked about a lot of things, and I appreciate the worship team on this uh, set today. You know, um, we talked about Ukraine other things going on in the world. We talked about the fires in our community. I just want you to take a moment, take a breath in God's presence and say, God, we invite your spirit into all of those places today. That our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine would know that you are with them. Take a moment just silently to invite God to move mightily in that place and in other places around the world that need the presence of God to be literally felt. I just want to encourage you to take time for that.
and then for stuff going on in our community uh, fires a couple weeks ago other stuff that we may know about just going on in people's lives don't hesitate to bring that before God in this moment to say God I just ask you to work and move Father, we are so thankful to be in your presence today. And we do, we invite your spirit to be present with us tangibly that we would know we were meeting with you today. And God, we pray this uh, especially for uh, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine as that conflict continues on, God. We pray that you would just intervene and intercede in amazing ways, God. And we look forward to hearing stories of your amazing grace and power working even in that terrible situation. God, we pray similarly for uh, earthquakes and tsunamis in Asia, for uh, Haiti as it continues to struggle, for Afghanistan, for uh, other, all, other places, so much turmoil, God. We pray for peace and not just lack of conflict, God. We pray for your presence and your sense of shalom to really take hold. God, we want to pray for that as your people. And God, we pray that for our community as we uh, have been through this uh, terribly difficult event and this time, God, I pray that you would be with our community as we come together to help others. God, I pray that you'd be with everyone who's been impacted by the fires and you would just give us, uh, give them your grace and mercy in so many ways. God, I pray that, uh, again, your spirit uh, would just minister to those that need your touch and maybe even for the first time for some people, God, I pray that you would be present in our community. And God, for uh, all of us as we come here today, we don't come uh, without baggage and without stuff. And so God, remind us that this is a place to put that stuff on the back burner as we seek you first thing. God, I pray that we would know leaving this place how to deal a little bit better with our broken relationships, with our bad situation, with our anger issues, with our sin issues, whatever that looks like, God. I pray that we would leave this place having a better grip on how you can help us through all of those things. So God, we are thankful to be together today. We're thankful. And I pray, God, as we look into your word a bit today, that uh, you would speak through me today in... Uh, in the ways that you see fit. God, we love you, and your spirit is welcome in this place today. In Jesus' name I pray, and everybody said, amen and amen. Thank you, brother. Oh my, good morning again, everybody with me? Good morning, uh, so glad to be here, that was a great worship set, good reminder, because that great God that we sang about is the one that wants to intervene and move in all of our lives, right? Yeah. Hey, we've been, uh, we've been looking at the book of Acts, and again, I don't know about you, but I'm having a great time. <laughs> um, here's the screen. Uh, again, we need to remind ourselves where we've been so we can figure out where we're going in some ways, but 
Acts is all about the movement of Jesus, the beginning of the church, and Jesus moving forward with his work, even though he's not here physically, because we saw him in the early uh, parts of Acts ascend into heaven. He's king on his throne, Lord of all, wonderful, uh, everything we could say about that. And the movement continues, his work continues, and it happens through the disciples and us, is what we've said. And so when we talk about mission and witness, it doesn't just include those early disciples and the early church, but it means us a couple thousand years later. So um, where we've been, we saw all that, and last week we had this great uh, amazing miracle, this beggar who had been, he's over 40 years old, we're going to find that out actually later, but I'll just give you a heads up, um, he has been healed by the power of God working through Peter and John, and we stopped at the end of the uh, event because uh, what's next is one of these big speeches that Peter's going to give. It's, uh, I mentioned this once earlier, and we'll talk about it when we get to them. Luke has an incredible way of using these, uh, some people, don't be offended because I said speech, you can call them sermons if you want, I'm good with that, but they're basically speeches that were so effective, again, helping the movement, helping the church be planted, we've laid the foundation, we shored up even, we got a replacement disciple, the Holy Spirit came, whoop, right? And we're ready to go. And so then we see, like I said last week, a lot of really cool stories that uh, how the church is working. And remember, I'm just going to keep, as I say, keep saying this until we get past it. We're still in Jerusalem. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. We're still in Jerusalem. We're going to be there for a while. But here we go. And then that, this miracle that happened last week. And then uh, after the miracle, amazing stuff, we get to this passage from Acts chapter 3. We're going to start in verse 11. If you have a device or a Bible in front of you, that would be great. It'll be up on the screen too. And just as we get started today, I just want us to walk through this as I read it together, uh, reminding ourselves again what just happened. At the temple, Peter and John come in, the lame guy is healed. Remember, we don't have any money, but I can give you what you need, which is Jesus. And look at this, you get to walk too. That was the whole point of the, not the whole point, anyway. You remember if you were here last week or you watched it online, right? So here we go. Here's the passage, and here's Peter. Uh, we're going to see when Peter stands up. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. So whatever else was happening, there was another ruckus. Don't you love the way ruckuses breed these speeches? That's for you group leaders. That might be a little clue for something to talk about. So uh, uh, everybody's come running in. Verse 12, when Peter saw this, he said to them, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us? as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant, Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. I'm going to stop here just for a sec to say, so, you know, basically, Peter's just giving, here's, here's what's going on. Uh, remember, the audience... Largely, mostly, all probably, but largely, mostly Jewish. 
And so as we've been alluding to and talking about, Peter's a pretty savvy guy, and he knows he's talking to Jews, and that's going to come up in a little bit more here. So he says, hey, fellow Israelites, you know, here, here's what's going on. I want to tell you about this guy named Jesus. What a shock, right? You, he continues, disowned the holy and righteous one. Ask that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. So again, uh, we'll get to this more in a second, but more uh, we'll see how this might have affected the audience but it's a recap this is what i'm just telling you this is what happened jesus was killed uh, but god raised him and now what have we been saying about all of the book of acts they are witnesses and here peter makes that clear at the end of verse 15 we are witnesses of this so don't lose sight of the fact that going through all this stuff peter is right on mission we're going to talk about that, the whole book of Acts. But so here we see it early. He says, we are witnesses of this because that's what God called us to be, could have said. Verse 16, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Uh, fortunately for all of us, Peter also gets it that it's about Jesus, also going to talk about that more in a minute, but you see, he very clearly articulates what's uh, the important things to his audience that he is now captivated. Going on, verse 17. Now, fellow Israelites, I know you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Here it comes, 19, the important part of sharing the gospel, actually sharing the gospel. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. That's a little bit of a surprise. Kind of gives a little bonus and says, look, when you repent and trust Jesus, hey, your life will get better. <laughs> so that's uh, kind of a bonus in this particular presentation. And then verse 20, that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. Uh, so again, Jewish audience, Peter's saying, look, you guys know how we talked about the Messiah and prophecy and the prophets talked about all this. It's happening. It's happening. Just want you to know that, people, and it's all about a guy named Jesus. Uh, whom you arrested and killed. And we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. And then he ends, uh, wraps up the sermon. Uh, for Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. Again, the Jewish relation, the Jewish appeal. This is stuff that you all know, people. And indeed, beginning with Samuel, all the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days. These days that are here, he might say. And you are heirs of the prophets and the covenant God made with your fathers. Because he said to Abraham, through, you, uh, through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. That's huge because this is the fulfillment that in the middle of everything else, Peter wants to make clear. That this is the fulfillment of all peoples on earth being blessed. It's not just about Jews. But we're starting because here this huge audience was Jewish. 
When God raised up his servant, verse 26, when God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. And so, you know, again, uh, just don't have the time, all the little things, intricacies, the great things going on in this speech that Peter's uh, speaking now. But today, what I thought for us that I wanted to talk about was what we've got here is a pretty good model for preaching the gospel. Now, as soon as I say preaching the gospel, some of you, you react one of two ways. Okay, maybe three. Some of you will go, okay, I'm listening. Thank you for that. Some of you will go, oh, and your, heart, your blood pressure goes up a little because we're talking about sharing faith and preaching the gospel to crowds like that. You know, you know it is still a thing. Uh, one of the biggest people's fears is, you know what it is? speaking in public. Okay, I don't get it, but uh, you know, that's still a big fear. So some of you are like, oh man, he's going to make me uncomfortable today. Well, I'm going to try. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, that may be one of your reactions. Some of you might just tune me out to say, oh, no, not my thing. I'm not going to, yeah, I don't, I don't preach the gospel like that. So I want us to, for a second, to make sure we're all on the same page, to um, talk about that idea of preaching the gospel because some of us when you react you have a picture like this oh there it is i thought i was broken so you know this is from i don't know 16 1700s or something and there's a guy he's attracted a bunch of people and you think that's all that we're talking about today don't you maybe and we are but we, we want to remember, we're talking about acts for us. So if this is your stereotype, I get it, because some of you are like, everybody know who this young man is? <laughs> uh, I was trying really hard to pick preachers that would be non-controversial, uh, and he might be the closest. I don't know, somebody, if he had a problem, that's fine. But he, he, he was a guy that I would say for our era, remember I'm in my mid-50s, so that represents a lot on both sides. I think if I said Billy Graham, you'd say, oh yeah, he preached the gospel, right? I mean, I'm preaching today, but am I preaching the gospel like Peter's showing us? Well, he's the kind of guy that did it. Can we agree on that? Yeah, so, you know, and, and, and he had crowds, and he was very gifted, and whatever else you think of him, holy cow, right? Uh, and there's some other guys. Um, everybody know who this is? Rick Warren, Saddleback Church. Um, really, really, really have to be careful, because anytime you peruse the internet these days, and, and I'm not recommending it, but uh, as I've said many times up here already, somebody says, hey, this guy's great, and there'll be just as many guys say, no, this guy stinks, and he's a heretic, you know. And so I haven't heard too many bad things about Rick Warren. Big church in Southern California. He's got people, and he, you know, he was pretty gospelly centered early on in his days. I won't. Uh, some other time when we're alone, you can ask me about my feelings about the mega church, and I've got all kinds of them after Mars Hill. Anyway, never mind that. Sorry, ask me later. And then maybe one more guy. Big crowd. Anybody know? Can you see who that is? That's Andy Stanley. I like Andy Stanley, but everybody's got controversy, whatever. So here's the thing. I think a lot of you are like, well, I'm not Billy Graham. So vote. What are, you, what are we talking about here? I say, you know what? I'm not either. I don't mind speaking in front of people, but I don't, I, you know, I don't always preach the gospel we talk about all kinds of things and that you know hopefully it's always rooted and so so uh i want to encourage you to say i want us to talk about today what it looks like to model preaching the gospel and maybe it doesn't mean all of these uh big crowds and and uh fancy orators 
okay? So as we said, when we look at these passages, we want to go for us. What are we taking with us? So we're going to talk about how to preach the gospel. And what I want to say is, even if it's a couple thousand people like Peter, perhaps, or even if it's two people at work or at the restaurant, coffee shop, whatever, maybe there's some things we can take from what Peter's modeling for us. You guys all with me? Yeah, okay. So here we go. Um, how to preach the gospel from this passage. So first of all, uh, let's... This is probably one of the biggest ones for all of us that live down here in the pews. You have to seize the opportunity. And, and I, in parentheses, put every. So again, we saw this with the first ruckus. The first ruckus was, actually, ruckus was the Spirit of God coming into people. And we're going to get to that more uh, next time we get to Acts. We're going to have a little break, but I'll get to that in a minute. So... Uh, uh, he saw the ruckus, crowds gathering, and Peter's like, ah, opportunity. So I want us to make sure we understand that this is one of the biggest things about sharing the gospel is that we have to seize the opportunity. Now, some of you are like, well, do we get fresh spirit shaking, building shaking, you know, spirit coming, or do we get miracles? Well, I remember, like I said, God gets to manifest his spirit and his miracles any way he wants. I don't really dictate that. And everybody said, amen, right? So uh, I don't know. But uh, so this opportunity was created from a miracle because everybody said, wait, isn't that Charlie, the beggar? Remember, I named him last week. You know, isn't that him? And, and so that created an opportunity. And I want to say this. There may be some indications uh, that, um, you know, what if miracles were largely about creating those opportunities? Instead, you know, uh, we, we talked a little bit about this. Obviously, the beggar needed to walk. He needed Jesus and all that. But what if that was also an instigator for more people to hear the gospel. Wouldn't that be interesting? So how miracles work, I wouldn't be lying if I said I got it all figured out. I don't know. And I, I, uh, I'm glad I thought of this. I have a little tangent. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, I mentioned this about, you know, maybe we don't see miracles as much as uh, we might say that. And somebody challenged me uh, to say, you know, we do. And... Uh, it was a miracle because this person, I could tell you who it is, but I don't have their permission exactly. Shucks. He probably wouldn't care. It was Alden Dick. And he came up and said, I want to challenge your brother because, you know, even his, remember he had um, uh, uh, kidney uh, cancer. Was it cancer? And they removed it. And he's like, that's a miracle. Huh. You're right. And there are different ways miracles may manifest. They may not be as flashy as the ones that in the Bible or whatever. But let, so he, he got, I, I, you know what, brother, you're right. We probably have miracles going on around us in a lot of different ways. And we've seen healings and, and God working in, in different ways. So uh, I wanted to come back, uh, make sure to be clear on that. I'm all about God working anyway once. So, but maybe those miraculous things are just opportunities that we don't want to miss. Remember that in Ephesians 5, later on, Paul writes, uh, Be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Here we go. Making the most of every opportunity. Because the days are evil. So we're going to hear all about Paul in the book of Acts. But he wrote that later on to the Ephesians in Ephesians 5. Make the most of every opportunity. So 
the most basic one is to just say, look, what Peter was modeling was we have to seize the opportunity to share the gospel. Then, uh, this is going to hopefully uh, make you lighten it up a little bit, but um, we're going to see how then Peter uh, models engaging his audience, relating to his audience. So, early on in verse 12, he says, you know, hey, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? And he's like, hey, I'm going to talk about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he's like, yeah, I'm one of you, I'm with you, and I'm engaging. But then look what he does. He, he, he kind of goes and like uh, <laughs> takes a left turn, right? So I'm going to put these two together, and we're going to go back and forth a little bit. Engage your audience, but tell them the hard truth. So look what happens. He says, hey, fellow Israelites, my people, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is working here. Now, you guys, what does he say in verse 13? Um, you handed him over to be killed. You disowned him uh, before Pilate, though he decided you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. Verse 15, you killed the author of life. And so you're like, wow. He started off really well. <laughs> I'm one of you. I'm a Jew. Hey, holy, uh, holy people. Listen. But look what you guys did. You know. So here's the thing. When we engage with people, we can't be afraid to tell them the hard truths. And so you know, we're not going to tell people, well, you killed Jesus. We're going to say, you know what? You might be. A, <laughs> might be. <laughs> See, I'm even trying to soften it already. You're a sinful person. You do things that displease God. Now, I still, and, and look, then it looks like Peter is absolutely keeping a foot on the gas, right? <laughs> you, 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 you let the other guy go, you, you handed him over, you disowned him, you killed him. He's like, dude, we get, you know, and, and try to get a picture in your mind about this scene. So here at first, they're like, okay, he's one of us. Wait, did he say we did that? Did he say we killed him? And, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a hard mix, but I think Peter's probably on it. Again, Spirit of God living inside him helps a lot. Spirit of God living inside every Jesus follower helps a lot. But so engage, and Peter comes back around, then in verse 17, right? Now, I know that you acted in ignorance. You know, if I were listening in the crowd, it'd be like, well, yeah, okay, okay, I'm, you still got me. So he still has them. Does that make sense? So at first, he's relating, then he's giving them the hard truths, and they might have gone, well, let's, let's, beat, let's stone this guy, drag him out or whatever. Oh, wait, okay, he's, he's throwing us a bone. We acted in ignorance. So it was a dynamic sort of uh, encounter. You with me? That's what I think he's modeling. Look, engage with your audience, but don't be afraid to give them the hard fact. You know, and he even goes on later at the end of the, uh, uh, towards the end, he talks about the prophets. He talks about, you guys are heirs to this. So he, he, he doesn't, uh, and it's still truth is what I would say. So uh, don't hesitate to give them the hard things, but also the whole picture. When you share the gospel, the whole picture. And he says, look, yeah, remember, um, we might forget this sometimes, but um, Jesus himself in John 4 said, salvation is from the Jews. And in Romans 1 later on, uh, Paul writes, you know, the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentiles. So we know that salvation comes from the Jews. So Peter's using that marvelously in this case. So he's doing both, engaging and telling them the hard truths. And then, uh, probably uh, the most important things that we need to make sure we mention today, and they might seem kind of duh, 
you got to keep the focus on Jesus. Duh. When he starts talking, he says, why does this surprise you? Why do you think we did this? We did not do this. And he jumps into his uh, presentation that it was about the God of the universe working through Jesus. Um, uh, and very clearly, verse 16, faith in the name of Jesus, that's what made this guy be able to walk, that's what made him strong. In Jesus' name, and the faith, this is verse 16, uh, you know, I'm going to back up and read all of 16. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name, and the faith that comes through him that he was completely healed, as you can all see. So it wasn't that I'm some special healer, Peter could be saying, or John and I. We're not, it's not that. I want to make sure you understand that it's not about us, and I want to get your uh, attention on the one that needs to be told about, Jesus himself. He talks about uh, even how the prophets foretold this and how prophecy is being fulfilled in Jesus and in this time, and that he is the Messiah. Here's what... Um, one of my commentators said, I forgot, I, I tried to, someone said, you forgot to tell us which commentator it was. Well, this is, um, <laughs> last week, this is the uh, uh, Howard Marshall, a couple of things that are good. Uh, here's what he says. The particular interest of this sermon, the particular interest of this sermon that we're looking at at Bueller MB today, lies in the way in which it gives further teaching about the person of Jesus. Describing him as God's servant, the holy and righteous one, the author of life, and a prophet like Moses. All of those things are in this speech, and all of them take the emphasis off anyone or anything else and put it firmly on Jesus. You have to keep your focus on Jesus. And earlier he says this, uh, my buddy Howard Marshall here. Peter wanted to direct the crowd's attention away from the apostles to the source of the miracles. Okay, so another way to say that. So uh, I'm starting to repeat myself because I want to make sure it comes home. The focus has to be on Jesus, and we see that with Peter getting it off of himself, taking the situation and saying, I know this is exciting and fun and all that, but let me tell you what's really important, Jesus. And then we can't forget the biggest, you know, perhaps, I keep saying the biggest thing, I don't know if this is a progression or not, but don't forget to actually get to the point. <laughs> to urge people to repent and trust in Jesus. And so in verse 19, what does Peter say? Repent then, after all that explanation, focus on Jesus, fellow Jews, even though you guys kind of screwed up, it was in God's plan, all that. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. And again, this little bonus of the times of refreshing might come. How about that? And then he explains some other things. So woven in there, I don't, again, time-wise and just, uh, you know, how much can we all take together? There's so much going on in this speech. Yeah, Peter explains well in, in not a super long sort of sermon uh, how important Jesus has been and is. Prophecy is being fulfilled again. Uh, Jesus is the only way. All of these things are alluded to and, and mentioned in here. So, um, so look at this list. And here's my encouragement. How can we, you, us, me, <laughs> how does this help? That's one of the questions I have for the group leaders today that are doing sermon questions. Just say, talk a little bit about if this helps or not. 
Uh, because by the end of your group time to say, I'm hoping that it does. And you're saying, well, I can't be Peter. Absolutely, you need to be you. I can't be Peter, I need to be Kurt. But there's a lot... That sounded funny, didn't it? Kurt. Abrupt and short. Yeah, no. Uh, anyway, but look at the list and say, where could I be better? Or where have I missed, you know, being uh, what I should be? Again, every opportunity, have I missed opportunities? Do I know how to relate to my audience, but still tell them what they need to hear? Uh, and am I keeping the focus off of me and my church and in keeping it on Jesus? And, and am I urging them actually at some point to, to actually repent and trust in him? Now, here's the thing. This may not happen. This may not happen in one encounter that all of that might happen over some time. And I think it's important for us to talk about, to say, you know, uh, I, I don't know if Billy Graham's approach would be that effective in 2022. I just don't know. Uh, I'm inclined to say maybe not. And that there's probably better ways, smaller groups, one-on-ones, relational stuff, that the, the list still applies. I went away too quick, didn't I? Let's see if I can go back. So the list still applies to say, in all of these things, when you're encountering people who need Jesus, do all these things, and maybe it happens over a week, maybe it happens over a month, maybe it happens over years. Whatever that looks like, these things are still important to kind of keep in mind. Everybody with me? So again, this is my hope for us as a church, that as we regularly pray to be what God wants us to be, we, we, we will be a church that bears witness to Jesus and lives on mission, whatever that looks like. And so I hope that this speech from Peter is helpful. And uh, I will say now, obviously, what happens next is we're going to have a great worship time with the Tabor Choir and fellowship food afterwards. Yes. And then... Uh, couple other things happen. We're going to let Easter take over. Um, anyway, you, if you look at the count, so we're going to, we're going to take a break from Acts for a few weeks. And uh, I will add this. I'm excited about Easter. Um, I was able this week to point my mind in some of the things coming up for Palm Sunday, for Good Friday, for sunrise service on our front lawn that's over here. There might be a lawn over here, but this is the one I meant. And then our Easter service. So that's all coming up, and I'm really excited about it. And we'll take a break from Acts for that, and I hope uh, we can do that. So uh, it's all about him. Keep saying it. I'll never stop saying it. It's all about Jesus. And uh, I'm hopeful that when we look at a passage like this, it's encouraging, and it reminds us that we can do this. We can do this. Let's pray. God, thank you for uh, your presence today. Thank you for the way your word continues to speak to us all these years later. And God, thank you for the example of that first church, for Peter and the gang, for how they modeled so many things for us. And I pray, God, that it would uh, really stick for us to know what it means to share you with two people or 2,000. So God, I pray you'd empower us to be sensitive to those opportunities and that we would take advantage of them. God, I'm thankful for uh, our church family. God, for their generosity, I pray that you would bless the giving, the offerings, and the tithes as we leave. God, for those needs and things that um, maybe aren't mentioned, I pray again that you would draw near. And again, we pray as a church that you would be with us and help us to see your path and your direction. God, we love you, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
All right, I'm so glad you came today. Uh, the receptacles on the way out for tithes and offerings. You can drop a prayer card, connection card in as well if you'd like. I'd love to hear from you, the office staff. Otherwise, uh, group start at 11. Hopefully some great discussions. And uh, next week, a lot of fun with Tabor. Peace.